Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast. Providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at p-o-d-g-o dot c-o. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. Today's episode is also presented by Purple Carrot. Purple Carrot is the plant-based subscription meal kit that makes it easy to cook irresistible meals to fuel your body. Each week, choose from an expansive and delicious menu of dinners, lunches, breakfasts, and snacks. Every box is an opportunity to learn and experience something new with easy recipes and fresh, pre-proportioned ingredients. No shopping, no food waste, just globally inspired, restaurant-quality, plant-based meals. Get $30 off your first box by going to purplecarrot.com and entering the code PODGO30 at checkout today. That's PODGO30 for $30 off your first Purple Carrot box. Purple Carrot, the easiest way to eat more plants. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Mixtag. It's your man, the cowboy, Jared Watson, and I'm alongside the wrestling encyclopedia himself and the three-time, three-time, three-time Indian leg wrestling champion, Mr. Keith White. Keith, how's it going, man? How you doing this week? Feeling great, man. Uh, no complaints. You know, woke up feeling nice. Uh, I just, I can't say enough about how good today feels. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're both in a really good mood, you know, this whole past Thanksgiving week, we've had some good news. Uh, we, we have a lot to be, th- to be thankful for. Um, it's a really awesome time for us, so we're, we're really happy with everything going on in our lives right now. And we can't thank the Tag Gang enough for being here with us throughout the whole process. Uh, but you guys might be wondering, you know, it's not Friday, why are they not posting on Friday? You're getting an extra dose of mixed tag uh, for this week and maybe in the future as well. So Keith and I are super excited for that. Uh, but Keith, let's get right into the show. Let's get into our opening contest. All right, Keith, some exciting news coming from the NWA. Remember a couple of weeks ago, we were kind of getting worried about NWA, what was going on uh, over there. But NWA has announced that they will be producing a new weekly series called Shockwave. The new show will premiere December 1st at 6 p.m. Eastern time and will be broadcast every Tuesday on YouTube. It will feature, quote, matches that have never been seen anywhere before, end quote. And fans can watch the show a day early if they become a patron. So the series will be produced in collaboration with the United Wrestling Network and Thunder Studios. So, Keith, like I said earlier, we were waiting for this. We were waiting to see what they were going to do. It's like poking the bear and waiting to see if it wakes up. You know, uh, give us your thoughts on this new uh, series coming out, Shockwave. I'm just so pumped up. Uh, I first heard it. Uh, the news broke from Joe Galley and it came out of nowhere for us. You know, they had been talking about the idea of they kept saying power's coming back. Don't worry, power's coming back. Right. Nick Aldis, Billy Corgan, everybody. And then Joe Galley broke the news and they had that um, that Billy Corgan 
statement with, by the way, our boy, Tim Storm, directly front and center in that, uh, in the picture and in the statement. So, you know, I was just really pleased. I think power is still going to come back, but I think what they're doing right now for the time being, until they can get that studio audience filled again, my thought is they're still giving us wrestling content because the NWA fans have been clamoring for it. And we've had to, uh, to either watch it on AEW or, uh, you know, pay for it. And, that came with its own controversies and people, you know, kind of being upset. And I can understand both sides of the coin, but the bottom line is now we're getting that NWA content that we want, that we need, that we crave in our lives. And we're finally starting to feel a little sense of normalcy. So I'm really excited. Yeah, I have two Keith. And before I get into my spiel, um, Nick Aldis, please come on the show. Thanks. Your friends at mixed tag. Um, anyway, before we, you know, before I had to, I had to include that before I get into everything, but, uh, yeah. And, and our buddy, Tim storm, uh, great friend of the show. He's an awesome guy. I'm glad he was there. Um, yeah, super pumped. Uh, when I heard this news today, um, I actually, you broke it to me and then I looked it up and I'm like, man, this is really happening. This is really going to happen. We're finally getting this, you know, show back weekly show from them. Like we haven't seen them in months, Keith, because of, you know, the COVID-19 virus and everything. Uh, we're getting to see our favorite superstars. We get to see the world's champion, Nick Aldis. Uh, our buddy, Tim Storm. We're going to see the Pope, Elijah Burke, the TV champion. Uh, I didn't know this, but Trevor Murdoch uh, is a champion in NWA. I think he's the open weight champion, if I'm not mistaken. Or He is the North American champion. He won that belt actually on primetime live. Okay. So, you know, he, he has that belt, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to be honest, uh, to me, Aaron Stevens, formerly Damian Sandow, killed that belt for me. I, I just, I got to be honest, got to be real. Uh, I liked it when James Storm had it, uh, Colt Cabana. But when what, what Aaron Stevens was doing with the question mark just basically killed that belt for me. I, I lost total interest. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that's fair. That's fair. Um, good. I mean, it's good to see, obviously, Murdoch getting a title. I mean, um, a major title. Um he, he was in actually the first ever match I watched in wrestling. So I, I he always has a special place in my heart uh, for that. But, uh, and, and here's another thing, Keith, you know, this is good and all that the show is coming back, you know, a weekly show where we get to see all these superstars, but a lot of them have left. Like a lot of them have moved on from NWA. Uh, Ricky Starks, absolutely. Ricky Starks is in AEW now. Um, Allison, uh, is Allison K, I believe. Yeah, she she's left. Uh, Thunder Rosa's in between NWA and AEW. Uh, an AEW superstar, Serena Deeb, is the NWA Women's Champion. So I'm gonna. It's gonna be interesting to see how this works here. I want to hear your thoughts. You know, is you know, is AEW gonna play a big factor in how this new revived series and the NWA uses their talent? You think? I mean, they lost. Also, they lost Royce Isaacs, who was part of. Nick Aldis's faction. They lost uh, James Storm. If you didn't mention, I apologize. If you that's, just that's a big one. I didn't mention, but that that that's a big one right there. You know, uh, and they lost Sicky Dice. They lost their television champion. He had to drop the belt uh, to the Pope. You know, to kind of keep moving on. But I mean, yeah, they just had this free fall of talent just leave them, and so you do have to wonder what it's going to look like now going forward. But my thought is, you know, people leave and go to companies all the time. And I feel like Billy Corgan is going to be able to pull off getting talent to come in and, you know, work for their shows, hoping and praying that's the case. I don't want to talk money. I don't want to talk rumors, but 
former talent have basically said that they left the NWA for money reasons. And I, you can check out interviews. You don't need to take it from me. You can check out interviews all over the place. I'm not saying anything new. I'm not saying anything salacious, but I just really hope that either they build up new stars. Maybe they grab guys from the Indies, give them their shot, you know, making some money that they wouldn't make necessarily on a Saturday night, you know, in a, uh, in a parish hall, some, in some church, maybe they can do that. Maybe they can give us new stars and and kind of build them from the bottom up. I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm super excited. I really hope that we get to see the champions, all the champions in action at some point. And I do want to see matches they've never shown before. I don't know what that looks like. So I'm excited. The NWA is back brother. Yeah. It's a great time to be a wrestling fan. We're going to have pretty much wrestling almost on every night of the week. It's really exciting news. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe, you know, Keith, I would kind of like to see maybe like an NWA and Ring of Honor partnership. Maybe put like the Briscoes in there. Well, remember, we did have that before. Yeah. Remick, you know, uh, right. you know, Nick Aldis came through. That was awesome how he invaded ROH. And, right. And, the you know, the Briscoes actually invaded the NWA Crockett Cup, the last one they, they had. Did. Yep, you're right. And they got really mad. I think they got disqualified or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they had this great promo. It's only they can do, yeah. you know, saying, y'all don't want to make no money. You know, y'all don't want to make no money. And they're just, they're great. I would love to see, I would love to see that. Yeah, I'd love to see a continuation of that for sure. And, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll see more AEW uh, interactions as well. Maybe more NWA people will, uh, you know, have a partnership with AEW. We'll have to find out and see. But it's good news to see that a weekly NWA program is going to be coming back to us starting this week. It's exciting. It's exciting. Um, But Keith, you know, with all this going on, we have so many wrestling programs, including MLW Fusion. You know, this just came back a couple of weeks ago itself, and it's off to a hot start. Um, you've been watching. Just to tell us a little bit about the vibe, about the matches, you know, tell us what's coming up this week on MLW Fusion. So, man, they started out hot, right? They st- The first week they started out, they let everyone know, you know, kind of recap the year, recap what people needed to know about MLW in case they didn't watch before. So, you know, it was a fresh take. Um, and they they start off strong. They brought in Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, they had all the champions, all the singles champions, either in action or a part of the show. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr., who people now know from AEW Dark and AEW, uh, you know, challenged Myron Reed. Hammerstone had a squash match. He then got involved in the championship match with Jacob Fatu and Davey Boy Smith Jr. Um, the champions retained. So everything is still set in place to move forward. And then what they've been doing is they've been doing this thing called the Opera Cup, which is a fantastic, cool situation. It is a long-time, old-school tournament trophy. And the last person to win it was Stu Hart of the famous Hart family in 1945 until last year when Davy Boy Smith Jr. captured the cup. And so now in the tournament, they started again, and they've actually been giving us compelling matches. Tournaments are hit, or hit and miss on TV, man. They're even more hit and miss on pay-per-view, but tournaments, not always a smooth move. But so far, the action's been great. Uh, Davy Boy Smith is looking to win it again. And this week, actually, in the main event, he goes and faces Low Key in a rematch. And that's going to be a hard-hitting affair. Uh, both those guys are veterans of the business. They match up well. It's going to be a nice main event for this week. Uh, the opener 
is really cool too, man. Um, people have been like Rocky Romero from New Japan. Like everyone is kind of sending their own guys into this Opera Cup tournament. And so you're going to have the returning ACH, one of my favorites, the Super Saiyan himself, uh, going up against the Laredo Kid. So you know that you're going to get this awesome match to start things off. Very reminiscent of the old days like WCW where they put a fantastic cruiserweight match on. You're going to get that same situation, that that high-flying, awesome wrestling uh, appeal. And then you're going to have the main event, which is going to be a hard-hitting, excellent wrestling affair. Court Bauer this week has said himself that Wednesday night this week will be the best bell-to-bell pro wrestling show you will see all week. He made that bold statement. So, uh, you know, bold statement, but... If anybody backs it up, it's MLW. Uh, Keith, does Court Bauer know that AEW Winter is Coming is the same night as this episode of MLW Fusion? Does he know that by chance? I think he does, and he called his shot. He still shot okay. his shot. Okay. Uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see and watch. But, Keith, um, I kind of want to go over a couple things I noticed after watching MLW Fusion the last couple weeks. Um, so, just for our tagging out there, if you haven't watched and you want to watch, this is a spoiler alert. We're going to give you a little bit of, you know, of a recap of what happened a couple of weeks ago. So just so you know, skip ahead if you don't want to hear this. Um, you know, in this opera tournament, you know, this is Davey Boy Smith's tournament. I mean, his family basically made this tournament. Uh, and for him to win it last year was really cool. And he's going, he's going to want to do it again. He doesn't want to give it up, right? He wants to do it again. Um, he's going to have to face Loki. It's a tough competitor, uh, obviously. But I think Davey Boy is going to come up on top. Um, ACH, I also think, will come on top. Uh, but I watched last week's episode of Fusion with the first round of the tournament. Um, our good friend of the show, um, Richard Holiday, uh, defeated TJ Perkins, TGP, uh, TJP, uh, to advance in the tournament. So whoever wins that match between Davey Boy Smith and Lowkey will face Richard Holiday in the next round. And, you know, I'm a big Holiday guy. I think he's one of the best heels in the company. I think he's one of the best heels in general, uh, you know, I'm a consumer. Uh, what what can I say? Um, and then the the other match that happened last week um, was uh, Romero, like you said, um, took on Filthy Tom Lawler with our good friend Dominic Arini at ringside. I thought that was an interesting match. It was almost 20 minutes long, Keith, uh, for the main event. And, you know, it's, it's really cool. Side note, how MLW puts so much action into one hour. It's unbelievable. No other wrestling company can do that like them. It's, it's unbelievable. Um, Filthy Tom's amazing. Uh, in the ring but he's also really good on the mic um so no he he has this thing where you know he thinks that everybody's against him and doesn't want to hear him what he has to say so i love that that part of his character dom oh by the way keith have you seen dominic greeny lately the dude's got a mullet he's rocking a mullet and and shades i saw it and you know what he pulls it off to be honest man he does he does a really good job uh, of doing that and looking good uh, over there in his corner. I kind of wish Don was in this tournament, to be honest with you, Keith. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, we've, we've said many times on the show, you kind of got me into MLW and watching every week. So I'm a big Hammerstone guy. Uh, another side note, I love Alex Hammerstone. But, uh, yeah, and the whole Contra thing, interrupting the show, you know, especially towards the end. Love it. Love it. So, Keith. You know, we're going to have to wait and see if this is the best wrestling program we're going to watch this week. We're going to see if Court Bauer lives up to it. So I'm excited about that for sure. All right, Keith, that was MLW preview. Can't have an episode of Mixed Tag without talking about AEW, right? 
uh, that's that's at least my favorite. I know Keith's one of Keith's favorites as well between that and MLW. But uh, yeah, let's get into an AEW Dynamite preview really quickly. Let's talk about that really quick. You know, Keith, winter is coming. That's what they've been promoting for weeks and weeks and weeks uh, for on AEW. This is supposed to be one of the biggest episodes of Dynamite yet. That's what they're promoting it as. So we're going to have matches uh, like Dr. Britt Baker versus Layla Hirsch. Layla Hirsch debuted a few weeks ago. Open some eyes, but, you know, Britt Baker's on a roll right now. She's looking for that AEW women's title, that's for sure. Um, another interesting match, Keith, um, I want to get your, you know, your thoughts really quickly on this one. Frankie Kazarian versus Chris Jericho. You know, we haven't seen a lot of Frankie Kazarian in solos action and on, you know, Dynamite in general. He's normally a dark guy, right? Um, but he could put on a hell of a match. And, and to go up against a legend like Chris Jericho, it's going to be an interesting match to see. You guys got two veterans in there, right? And Frankie Kazarian was an integral part of TNA for a long, long time, along with Chris uh, Daniels. So you got two guys who are just going to go in there and have a good match. That's one of those things you can put those two together and you know uh, it's at least going to be, uh, you know, a four-star match. You know, you, they're just going to have a solid outing. So I'm going to be interested. I, I think that they're just going to have – I think it's already a foregone conclusion that Chris Jericho is going to win unless there's some sort of outside interference that prevents him from winning. And, you know, and just that's, that's all I can think of. Right. Um, but I, I think this is just to get Chris Jericho back on track um, unless they're going to use it somehow to, uh, to continue anything on. But I, I just, I have a feeling that Kazarian's not getting this win. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. There was one idea that I kind of liked, though, Keith, and it was that Jericho would lose, but because of an interference from MJF. I've heard that a lot going around, which is possible. I mean, MJF's new to the inner circle. We know they've been butting heads for a while, so it, that's a definite possibility. Do you think that it's going to be a situation where it's an accidental interference, or do you think it's going to be blatant? Like, to me... I feel like since they just put him in that maybe they're going to slow burn it, but you've been saying ever since this whole thing began, that you feel like there's going to be a turn coming. And, and do you think it's going to be a harsh turn or a slow burn? I think it's going to be a slow burn. I think this will be maybe accidental right now. And then it will get to purposeful. Um, I've been saying, like Keith said, you know, on the show, I think MJF is going to take over the inner circle. Chris Jericho is going to get kicked out eventually. That's what I'm thinking maybe to go play with Fozzie for a little while, take a break from wrestling, which he deserves after 30 years. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a slow burn, but uh, it, that's that's the only scenario for which I see Chris Jericho losing. Something has to happen with MJF. Uh, and other, other than that, Jericho's winning. And they could even make MJF help Jericho win. You know, they could do that and then trick all of us and then to think, you know, they're on good terms. So we'll have to wait and find out. Uh, but Keith, another match I want to get into, there's about... Three more matches that I want to talk about uh, for the night. Um, the Dynamite Diamond Battle Royal. Now, this is the second installment of this match. Uh, MJF, of course, won the first. He has the Dynamite Diamond Ring. But it's back up for grabs. You know, we have competitors in that match, including MJF, Wardlow, my boy Hangman Adam Page, Tammy Guevara, uh, Sean Spears, Miro, a lot more. Um, I could see this going a couple ways, Keith. Um, but... My my idea is that if you're going to have this ring, make it significant. Make it put it on somebody who can use it to their advantage in the match, right? 
and that, that fits perfectly with a heel more than a baby face. So I, I'm eliminating Hangman Adam Page from this. I think he could be a finalist in the match, but I'm eliminating him. I really think it's going to go, Keith, on either Sean Spears or Sammy Guevara. I just think, especially Sean Spears, because, you know, in Dark, he has that glove on that uh, Tully gives him that piece of metal and he sticks it in the glove and hits people with it. What if that was the dynamite ring, right? The dynamite diamond ring. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, give your thoughts on this match really quick, uh, Keith. The funny thing is, if you if you take away the piece of metal and then you add in a diamond ring, well, hold on, it's really heelish. Could be like, well, you know, this was I won this, right? You know, this is okay. I I I won this. This is something that I have in my possession. AEW, you gave me this, so that could be a possibility. Uh, I like the idea of him or Sammy uh, because I feel like Sammy kind of has, you know made his apologies, paid his dues, and I think has learned from his mistakes and I think should now, you know, get some sort of a push. So I could see that too. Um, my other thought, um, and this is just because they got to do something with this guy because he came, he should be, he should be bigger. Uh, no pun intended because he's huge, but that's Miro. But you got to do something with Miro. Miro came in. Miro should be in the top five AEW stars. I mean, he should be. You know, Rusev Day was a big deal, and he got, you know, screwed over by WWE, as happens to people. But his pedigree and his look and his presentation, I mean, this guy should be a monster. Don't get upset, everybody, but he he should be Brian Cage. Yeah. Maybe not with the FTW title, but I'm just saying, like, he should be pushed like Brian Cage or Lance Archer, just a monster. Mm -hmm. you know? So that's my thought. He needs to step out of the Kip Sabian best man gimmick. You can call him the best man all you want, but in, if he's with Sabian and this wedding's supposed to happen eventually and it hasn't happened yet. Um, yeah, maybe this, maybe if Miro wins, that kind of bumps his career up. Maybe he could fight, you know, like a Darby Allen or somebody for the TNT title and get in that picture. So. Jared, you just brought up a great point, man. Imagine that that matchup, right? Darby Allen, a smaller guy, you know, he becomes the underdog in his own championship match. And we've seen that before where it works fantastic with like a Jeff Hardy, right? A guy that, that you have to root for, that you have to get behind because he's in a bad situation. So that would be a fantastic idea. I don't know how the styles would match up, but, um, you know, I could definitely see that happening. and I, I, I could definitely co-sign on that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that idea a lot. Um, and side note, again, I know I have a lot of side notes, but it's pretty interesting. Darby Allen's dream wrestling match is against Jeff Hardy. Uh, you know, a lot of like those two are, right? Face paint, daredevil, want to, you know, do the craziest stunts in the ring. Pretty cool. Um, side note too, brother. Uh, Jeff Hardy, thankfully, okay. Yeah. Uh, Horrible, horrible swanton bomb hit off the steps, man. He's trending today for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. I'm so happy he's okay. That looked horrible. Yeah, that was a case where that was not planned, folks. Um, yeah, let's be thankful that Jeff's okay because we know he likes to take risks and he's been hurt a lot worse than that. But, man, that was scary. Uh, so, Keith, we got two matches left here. Um Let's go into the tag team match. Cody Rhodes and TNT champion Darby Allen. They're going to take on Team Taz. It's absolutely Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs. I'm a big Will Hobbs guy, Keith. I think Will Hobbs could be the next best thing in AEW. 
all depends on where they go with this because Brian Cage, we thought that was going to be him, right? He's going to be the big guy with Taz. He hasn't really done much, Keith. He, he says he's the FTW champion, and that's not really an official title for AEW. So give us your thoughts on this. I, I really like him joining Team Taz, by the way. I think that uh, even last week with Taz hitting the Taz mission on a very personal uh, promo with Cody Rhodes, uh, super personal. Um, I, I could see right now, I think a Brian Cage versus Cody Rhodes match should happen uh, because of what Cody has said about the FTW title. Uh, if Cody is doing what he says he might do, you know, ever since AW started, which is not be the guy, right? not be the booker, uh, put himself over. He should have Brian Cage stomp a mud hole in him and just legitimize himself to the fullest degree. Uh, you're correct. You know, he's kind of languished. He had that that champion world championship match early in his tenure at AEW. And then it, then it was just like, pew, yep. <laughs> in it, terms it, of where he's at on the card. Exactly. Just like with Lance Archer for, for the TNT title when he faced Cody. He hadn't done much sense. And, and even when he faced Moxley, it, it was like, well, Moxley's got bigger things to worry about. He's going to face Eddie Kingston for this title. And Lance Archer just kind of got thrown by the wayside for a little while. And so did Eddie Kingston. If you face John Moxley, it seems like it's like the Super Bowl hangover. Yes, yes. <laughs> and, and Keith, that's perfect because I want to lead into the main event. This is what we're really looking forward to. This could be the biggest match in AEW history this could be determining what direction aew goes right for their future we have the champion john moxley gonna put his aew world title on the line against the cleaner kenny omega you heard that right the cleaner kenny omega we've been waiting for this kenny omega for a long time and look Keith, i had no problem with kenny omega and adam page teaming up and winning the tag titles i thought it was cool for a while but this is really where kenny omega shines right in this big main event picture this is where he needs to be this is where he needs to be for the duration of what I'll call the prime of his career. Um, he needs to be a top guy. He needs to be a top four at all times. Man, is he one of the best professional wrestlers on the planet. And, and what they're doing, Tony Khan has said recently that the reason they're doing a winter is coming is they're going to present it. Dynamite is the flagship show of AEW. They're doing this so it's like a pay it's almost like a pay-per-view. It's it's presented like a pay-per-view, but they're they're doing this so that pay-per-views are not watered down, which you and I love, right? right? The whole idea of the big four, which used to be a big thing in the WWE. Uh I I, I want to blame Eric Bischoff, maybe, for uh for for causing the trickle-down situation by having too many pay-per-views, but AEW basically is presenting these big time cards on on free television. TNT to showcase dynamite. This match could have been a huge, huge pay-per-view draw. And they're giving it to us on a Wednesday night, just like it would be any other Wednesday night, but they're doing it and making it feel like it's marquee. And it is, this is big. I just, and, and Jared, uh, everyone heard Jared kind of crack up when he first started talking about this match. And that's because you can't see me, but I was doing the Daniel Bryan. Yes, yes, yes. Because I am pumped up. I want Kenny Omega to win this match, John Moxley does not need the belt. John Moxley does not need this belt. And in fact, I've said before, there's been some matches I like, but there's some matches I don't. I feel like it's starting to get stale. Let's start the new year with Kenny Omega on top, the cleaner. 
one of the world's best and change the way the AEW World Heavyweight Championship is presented. It's presented as you're the top guy, you're the top pro wrestler, and you carry all the five-star matches at the top of the company. That's how I look at it. That belt is a gigantic piece of uh, jewelry hardware. It's one of the coolest looking around. Uh, it's innovative. And I feel like that's how you pre should present your world title matches. Yeah, they don't call it big platinum for nothing, right? Um, Keith went from full-on Daniel Bryan doing the yes in the background to full-on John Cena saying you couldn't see him, right? But uh, no, we're really excited about this match. I, I agree with Keith. Kenny Omega needs to win this title. Come back on top as the probably the best wrestler in the game right now. And that's saying something because there's a lot, of, a lot of good talent right now. I agree. Kenny Omega needs to win. Moxley doesn't need the title to be Moxley. This might give him some time. Uh, maybe give him a couple weeks, Keith, to stay home with, uh, you know, Renee, right? For their newborn baby uh, that they're about to have in, a, in probably eight, eight, nine months. So give him some time off. He deserves it. it it's, 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 it's been a 10 month reign, Keith, 10 months with Moxley being champion. It's time for a change, right? And I saw this interesting, Keith, you know, before we you know wrap it up, Somebody on one of our Facebook groups, I forget who it was, said that Seth Rollins is better than Kenny Omega. I thought that was pretty interesting because they are they are pretty similar, you know, in, in their styles. I can understand where they might be coming from from that because match-wise, um, Seth Rollins has carried a lot of the load for the WWE. I, I get that. But when you're talking about I guess internationally, Kenny Omega was the man in New Japan uh, just a few years ago before coming to AEW. Um, and I know that doesn't mean much to American fans, but they have that strong style, hard hitting, almost legitimate wrestling match feel. And Kenny Omega shined in that environment and he created this awesome persona. And he gives you promos that are not scripted and poor Seth Rollins has had to deal with some horrible stinkers of promos. And so that takes it down a notch. Um, I feel like he, he languishes at times because he can't be allowed to be himself. So there are times where he is annoying and we like, like, like almost like go home annoying. Uh, sometimes he can make, uh, you know, chicken salad out of chicken shit. And sometimes it just falls flat. So I, I also saw something where they said Kevin Owens was the best, uh, you know, the best wrestler in WWE, which that's a debate. It's, t it's hard to get into, but because we love these guys, we love who we're talking about. We love them, but it's just hard to sit there and say, are they the best really? So I don't know where I stand on that, man. I, I think Kenny Omega is, is, is pretty, pretty far up there in terms of the best wrestlers just in the world right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think style wise, they're pretty similar. But, you know, and even weight and height-wise, they they're, they're got the same build and everything. But I just think you're right, kid. I just think Kenny Omega is just the best right now. Um, nobody can top him, in my opinion. AEW, WWE, whatever. You know, it's just hard to beat right now. He's got so much momentum going for him. He needs to have that, that championship belt. And the problem is that we – and we've talked about this before. Kenny Omega was languishing. Like, we couldn't we, – none of us could understand what they were doing with him. They were, it felt like they were wasting him yeah. in AEW. Yeah. And but now he and we were even saying, like, where's the cleaner? Yes. You need the cleaner. And then he goes, Guess what? The cleaner's back. And well, we popped. Yeah. And and speaking of, you know, 
not using somebody, you know, a, I'm, I'm worried, Keith, that AEW's going on that route because you have the people like Miro, you have the people like Matt Seidel, uh, Brian Cage, Lan- uh, Lance Archer. If you don't use them, you forget about them easily, you know. Um, but I think the draw to AEW is the fact that they're allowed to do what they want creative wise if they i mean even if they do get buried they can be who they want to be they don't have to read some eight page promo script that vince gives them that's what i think draws people into aew and that's what makes it different yeah and it's it's hard too because it's a two-hour show and not a three-hour show Uh, i think if it was a three-hour show like the old school wwf and wcw days then maybe you would see more exposure and guys wouldn't be on the sidelines as much, but you can only fit so much in a two hour show and you can only have so many feuds and they've made a commitment to tag team wrestling. And so that takes away a lot of time for a lot of solo stars, but we're okay with that because we love tag team wrestling, but it's also the criticism we've had about the women's division as well. There's just not enough time. And then you have injuries and then you also have COVID, you know, when everything is back to normal and we get the chance to be in stadiums and we get in arenas and, and, you know, we can just kind of have things again as we knew it, as best we can. And I think we're going to see what AEW truly can do with these stars because hopefully we won't have COVID, which is which is the, the dark horse, the wild card. It's the unexpected, uh, you know, twist and turn events. So I think, I think they're going to be okay. I think we're going to have a change of tune once we get things back to whatever our normalcy is. Yeah, and I really quickly before we end, um, the women's match problem with AEW. I know why it's a thing. It's just their their women's division isn't as strong as WWE's, right? We all know that. We've all said that. But when I watch a three hour episode of Raw, and you have three women's matches during the night, I'm going up and getting a snack, or using the bathroom. Right. It can be like that sometimes when you have maybe like a Dana Brooke versus Alana. That's when you go, you know, this I could be watching something so much better. Right. And it's not their fault. I mean, it's just I turn the channel sometimes and that's okay. If one one to two women's matches is great. I think that should be automatic for two hours or three hours or maybe a segment like a Dr. Britt Baker promo for 10 minutes or whatever. That'd be cool, too. But uh yeah, I can see why the people say that, but uh, hope AEW doesn't do that with WWE. They were kind of scaring us with Shaq a couple of weeks ago. Hopefully that's by the wayside. Let's not mention that, right, Keith? Let's just keep that quiet. That was the episode that does not speak its own name. That was right. just quite the bad episode. Right. Um, but we are excited because this week, man, we've got NWA. We've got um, MLW. And the same night as AEW, Winter is coming. I mean, it's going to be a fantastic two days. That's why we're putting this episode out. We're putting this episode out as a preview just to make sure that you know. I mean, I'm going to have this episode out before Shockwave comes on. So we want people to listen. We want people to make sure that you're tuning in because it is definitely the time to be a wrestling fan. We say it all the time. But this is fantastic. This is what we've always dreamed about in terms of anticipation and excitement and just having so many options yep you're exactly right keith you're exactly right and what a good way to wrap up the show no better time to be a wrestling fan than right now you know with all the things going on in the world you can always turn to wrestling uh and it'll get to get you through it so 
that's going to be it for this episode of Mixed Tag. Hope you all liked it. Giving double the episodes this week, Keith, right? Man, this is exciting stuff for our tag gang, and we hope you enjoyed it. Um, if you want to follow us on social media and share this episode around, you can do that. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You know, Keith, he is on Twitter 24-7, y'all. I mean, this guy never sleeps. It's not just Twitter. It's that newborn baby he has, too, with, with uh, baby Nate. Uh, Nate couldn't join us today, by the way. He was uh, napping, eating, screaming, something in the other room. But uh, all right, Tag Gang, that was it for this episode. Hope you enjoyed it. From the wrestling encyclopedia himself and the three-time, three-time, three-time Indian Leg Wrestling Champion, Mr. Keith White. I'm the Cowboy Jared Watson. We'll see you next time. We're out. <laughs>